Hey, Harrison. Hey, Jen. What are you listening to this week? week the weekly podcast where we talk about our favorite songs some old some new all good i'm jen tully and this week i'm joined by the multi-talented harrison harrison is a dj singer songwriter and producer based out of los angeles he's collaborated with guest dude baby and one of my favorites taylor ravenna just to name a few On today's episode, Harrison is going to share one of his new songs, and we'll discuss his music and musical influences. Also, did you know that now on Spotify, you can listen to the show with the songs we discuss incorporated? Just search for What Are You Listening To With Music. If you're not listening on Spotify, be sure to give the playlist a listen and then tune into our conversation. With that, let's get started. Harrison, what are you listening to this week? Hey, yeah, so um, I'm listening to my own song on some shameless promotion, but for real, uh, <laughs> one of my uh, new song of mine, Home, just came out on Friday, and it feels like a bit of a new, uh, newish direction, like a new place for me, and um, I'm excited to share a few things about it um, and talk to you about it first here on the show. Thank you. Well, the thing I love about this song is it sounds so joyful to me. And I don't know if that's the emotion Mm. you were trying to convey, but just from the very beginning, from the first beat, it just sounds like happy. Like if I could put happy into a noise or a sound, that's what this reminds me of. What were you trying to convey with the song? Sure. Sure. Um, Hmm. I mean, I don't really... It's it's hard to say. It's not like I stepped in and I was like, I'm gonna make something that sounds hopeful okay. necessarily. I don't really. It's with me. It doesn't work very linearly. It's kind of like I'm throwing a bunch of paint, just trying a bunch of things, and something will catch my ear, and I'll find like the core of something, something that really really excites me, which was sort of the main sound that you get in the beginning that starts off that you're talking about the dun 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 yes. dun dun dun. And then that combined with like the the vocal thing that goes over it, um, that that just really, really. Uh, well, I guess I guess what happened first was sort of the sound, and then sort of when the drums come in, like the pseudo drop sort of section where you get the rhythm, yep. and drums, and all that. And that and that that just I don't know. Just hearing that, I remember just being really, really excited like wide-eyed like wow this this really resonates with me and i just want to commit all my time over the next i guess a week or so to just just finishing it seeing it all the way through um yeah it's so interesting because with electronic music, I feel like you have so many choices and zero limitations, right? Like you're not limited mm-hmm. by your vocal range or the skill level of right. your lead guitarist, right? So how do you make mm-hmm. choices? Like what you're talking about, like how do you how okay. do you choose? Like is it all instinct or do you just know when the song is done? Like it seems like it's it seems impossible okay. for me to manage that or to imagine that like in a week you pulled this song together. Like, how does that go for you? Right. 
like how do you choose when something's really good or how do you choose just anything choose a sound choose choose all that stuff yeah like i said i feel like you have so many tools <laughs> at your disposal you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and like no real recipe you know it's not like you're following mm. anything so i i imagine like a kitchen with every ingredient you could ever imagine like how can you possibly pick what ingredients sure. to use like wh- how sure. do you do that okay i think it's a combination of having uh like base things like fundamentals like the salt and the pepper or the, the the things that I always reach toward, like similar, I'll have a folder of similar drum sounds that I'm resonating with and I'm using or samples that I go to. Um, or sort I have a few, a few bass sounds maybe that I'll have on hand I'm using at the time. So I'll have some things that I'll always reach, reach toward okay. during the time period that I'm resonating with certain sounds. And then there's always like a, Another factor, which is just exploration. Like, um, I guess in this case for this song, well, there, there's a website called Splice, which you might have heard of, which is a website producers, DJs, artists, even film scores use. Huh. It's just a. It's just the most. It's the. It's called Splice, and it's a huge sound bank of sounds where artists um, submit sample packs, and you subscribe monthly, and the sounds are very, very, very high quality. And I'll just monthly i'll just download a bunch of things all at one time like in two hours i'll just spend all my credits below the bank download a bunch of sounds and when you know a week later a month later whatever it is i'll be creating scrolling through things and i'll hear something that catches my attention i mean this is one way something is made in yeah. my situation and in this case there was the the main sound you hear except it was a bit different at the time um uh I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if I could, find, I don't want to find it right now. I could, I, <laughs> I, I could find it and play it, but it, it sounded, uh, it wasn't like plucked. It wasn't like, gong, 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 gong. it was like, it was like held out things like uh, imagine like held out piano chords. Okay. Like. Okay. That makes sense. And, and I, and I sort of manipulated it to the point where it was just little plucks and then sort of kept on messing with it until it became sort of echoey um and yeah and that and that really excited me and uh then so a combination of exploration of new of new things that i'm uh, collecting combined with uh some fundamental things like certain drum sounds or certain other sounds that that i'm using at the time yeah, that say. makes that makes sense. I think that's a great way to explain it. I feel like I understand a little bit better because yeah, it seemed so infinite to me. I was like, I have to know how he whittles down like with everything at your disposal. How do you do it? And I love you touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but I love the conversation snippets that come in kind of towards mm-hmm. the end of the song. How do you choose those? Do you have somebody mm-hmm. record <laughs> them? Are they things that you've heard? Uh, we mm-hmm. might get into that when we get into the, your next pick because there's some of that right. as well. But, right, there um, is that in there. But tell me, um, tell the me, voice like, memo for stuff. this song, yeah, like how did that go down? Are mm-hmm. those real voice memos? Did you? Yeah, they're all they're all voice memos from my phone. Wow. Um, sometimes if I'm talking with friends or whatever, maybe, and sort of like I don't know, just a certain aura will sort of, I'll just feel like things are being said, or there's a, it's more like there's like a space, more like than something physical. There's just like a an atmosphere, a space where it feels like there's truth being told and i just i've gotten in the practice of 
every now and then throwing uh, just without anyone knowing. Obviously, I would do this sort of secretly because it'll change the way. I don't go, hey, guys, I'm really feeling this vibe. I'm going to record this. <laughs> I, have to, I, have, I have to sort of like do it a little uh, secretively um, without anyone knowing. And I'll just record some stuff and uh, have, I mean, so, a lot of it's like that. And yeah. some of it is sort of, some of it's sort of random. Um, I don't know random things that will just be sometimes sometimes when you're doing musical things and um an idea comes you'll just put you'll just turn the voice memo on because you'll forget and i'm right. sure maybe you've heard maybe you've heard that phenomenon before yeah um but i think in, in this case i had some voice memos that uh were more so of the first the first vein i was talking about where uh, i turned it on without anyone sort of knowing and it's sort of random actually yeah well <laughs> One of them is that case, and the other one was <laughs> the other one was my f- my friend was just doing this funny impersonation, and we wanted to I wanted to get it on cam- I wanted to get it on recording, so I was recording the room for like twenty minutes, waiting for him to do it without him knowing. <laughs> um, but Take the ch- but 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 the choice of me d- placing them was sort of a bit random. Like they don't necessarily mean anything implicitly with the words they're saying and i feel like it's it's supposed to be sort of a little bit of like a a wash a bit of a okay like like sort of just moments passing by in a quick fashion and like i I didn't go through the whole thing and like took an hour to choose i kind of just threw something in there and like i knew the feeling i wanted to get from it yeah um and kind of just found it and i yeah and and I like it. I think it's cool because it uh, it imparts certain humanity or certain, you know, just life. Kind of like injecting life into into parts. Yeah, into I agree. And it feels true. You know, it's like you said, I, I love that. Well, I'm sure I don't know if your friends do, but I love that it's sort of. I don't want to say not permission based, but you know, that you're just sort of like recording because it, I think it would feel false almost, you know, if you were mm-hmm. like, Hey man, say this, you know, it feels true when mm-hmm. you're listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Which is a great segue into our set, your second pick. Tell me what your second song was. Cool. Yeah. My second song I chose is called Danielle smile on my face by a, an electronic artist called Fred again, who has been, He's like super, super gaining. He's, he's probably the most popular or ha- popular artist in electronic music right now. Maybe not necessarily like on a, you know, streaming scale or number scale, but in terms of just excitement about an artist. I feel yeah. like this guy is sort of, I don't know if you've heard of him before. Maybe I was the first person yeah. who showed him to you. Um, you. Have you heard of him before? I had heard of him before. Um, oh, okay. Crazy. But only, it was only one song. I hadn't heard the song that you picked. Um, yeah. But I just think he's so inventive, right? It's almost like um, like found objects music, at least the way that he creates on like the actual life albums. Mm. Those feel like, um, like, yeah, it feels like like just found objects and i think i remember reading somewhere it might have been on his spotify bio or something that he does he like pulls from random youtube videos or mm-hmm. he'll pull from you know um something that he like a facetime conversation or whatever to put yeah. some of these like stories together and i feel like they really sure. are stories to your earlier point like because people are having conversations or because you're getting to sort of eavesdrop a little bit that's almost what it feels like and it feels Mm-hmm. really intimate even though the music is so expansive does that make sense yeah yeah um 
I, I chose this because I, I do really like the song, but also I kind of want to get into a little bit about, you were mentioning before the show, you were involved in like 1990s, early 2000s, maybe even early, early 90s to early 2000s electronic scene. Yeah. And I feel like the original, the, the intention of the music at the time is sort of coming back in a way to now, um, sonically, aesthetically, and emotionally. And I feel like um, sort of the found, this found object concept that you're talking about that he does um, is imparting a certain humanity and a certain shared experience that um, is really what I feel like electronic music sort of has always been about in a way. Yeah. And the use of more up-tempo, like house sort of garage sounds um, is, is making its way back in. And that's really exciting to me because, yeah, I just feel like it's, uh, it's appropriate yeah. time. Me too. And it feels familiar. You know, we did talk a little bit about this before we started recording that, yeah, I was in Los Angeles in the mid 90s. And, you know, things like Herb, U-R-B, not H-E-R-B, Herb Magazine <laughs> were, um, you know, like, was launching or, and like the scene or that's at least how I was introduced to the scene. I had a friend named Chris Galvin who was a DJ at the time. Um, Jason Bentley was just getting his start on KCRW with a show called Metropolis. And um, there was a club called Boston Nova that played a lot of like early DJs. Um, and so I got to see a lot of that that has now mm. become iconic. And so I do love this resurgence in electronic music because it feels like my electronic music, you know, it feels mm. like it's going back to sort of those early days when I first heard Daft Punk or I first heard DJ Shadow or even, you know, things mm -hmm. like Chemical Brothers and stuff like that were just coming out. Sure, sure. Um, and, you know, I was working at DreamWorks at the time, so I had access to DreamWorks Records, which oh. the Chemical Brothers huh. were on at the time. Mm -hmm. So I got to see some of that early stuff as well. And it does, it feels like, especially... Fred again, especially your new song, really felt mm. like it was coming back to that place for me. Yeah, um, thank you. That's a that's a high compliment. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really cool to have. Yeah, to have to have your experience sort of confirm my hypothesis about yeah. my view, sort of looking at things. Um, yeah, what else about the song? Um, I love the uh, lyrics, I have to say. And that's not something you often call out in electronic music is the lyrics. I don't know if they resonate right. with you or not, but it's like such a sure. sweet love song, yet still so danceable, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, he actually samples a uh, a popular artist, a, a, pretty, a pretty popular artist that I like a lot named 070 Shake. She's more of like a alternative hip hop artist. It comes from a place of like, uh, wanting to feel euphoria, I feel. Yeah, and... it was more decadence than community, I think, in the time period. Like, for me, it was about community. And then that, like, the rave scene sort of seemed to be about, like, ex ex excess and, and yeah, like what you're saying, not as much about community. Not not, not that either is better or worse. I just think right. it's in terms of appropriateness. And now, just looking at the, uh, just life over the last, you know, three years for human beings on earth and um, people being more alone. Um, yeah. I, I was, it's funny, like <laughs> when I was, when sort of um, COVID started happening and all that, I was kind of already living like 
I feel like, you know, everyone, the, the feeling was like, oh, I have to like be alone now. I have to like, whatever, be by myself, maybe. But <laughs> it was funny because I was kind of already on a path of being alone <laughs> and sort of like having having that solace and like being very reflective. So it's kind of like when it happened, it felt like very easy. I was like, oh, like I've been doing this already. Well, I've been practicing. <laughs> which, is, which, sort, which is sort of funny. But I feel like the nature of that that re- reflection and just more real uh, harder experiences and shared traumas and pain being more just in the forefront of talk and media. Um, yeah, this, this sort of circle. reason for this kind of music, right? Like to bring joy back and to bring some like thoughtful joy, yeah. like not just to, like random mm-hmm. schlock, but like thoughtful happiness. To like to yeah to say hey we're I'm feeling we're having a tough time and to almost accept that and be able to like share that and celebrate life with that being allowed to be in is like that's like healing to me not you know on any level um, yeah so that's why that's why I think the song is really special and um, he's doing some really spe- some really cool things. And, Agreed. Um, yeah, he because he's, yeah, he's like the whole his well, all of his music I feel like is just full of like bold, interesting choices. You know that um, that are like it would be amazing to get inside his head and like hear how that works. But but it all like resonates with like, will you ever hear something and say from him or another or Rufus to Soul and be like, the sound is so weird. Like I just don't get it. Like I I just doesn't like. You just like can't. Will that happen to you? Like you just don't connect with the sound or something because like I just don't. I have no. I have no connection point. Yeah, sometimes I think that that happens, but sometimes that in, in that I'm able to find like a real like head scratcher moment that makes me even mm. more intrigued. You know, so it's not ever off putting. It's just like, oh, that's really different. Why? And, and because okay. I listen to so much music and so many different kinds of genre, it's really strange for me to hear a sound that feels foreign. So um, mm. I love that. I love that about. Um, I love that about Fred again. I love that about some of your music um, because it really does. It it's um, you know I say this a lot, and this is like a good segue into my first pick, which is another one of your songs um, cool. and collaborations. Um, mm-hmm. I have been listening to "Terrified of Loving You" um, by mm-hmm. Harrison and Taylor Ravenna. Um, everybody that yes. listens to the show knows I'm a big Taylor Ravenna fan, and she <laughs> who introduced me to this song, and I have been listening ever mm-hmm. since. And like, hey, let me know if you think Harrison might ever want to come on the show. I'd mm-hmm. love to talk to Harrison because I think that this song, you know, for me, music is the best way to conjure a memory or set time and place. And this mm-hmm. song reminds me so much of the time that we're just talking about that time in the mid nineties mm. when I first moved to Los Angeles, I wow. was leaving Texas behind, you know, and all of the things that you talk about in the show, you know, where it's like, you know how it works when you graduate, get a real job, take it to the bank, you know, like mm-hmm. all of these that things. And it's such an interesting time in your life. It's so strange. You know, you, you finish college and then it's like, okay, now go life, right? Go get a job, sure. make money, find a good place to live, pay your bills mm-hmm. on time, find a 
partner. Like for me growing up in that time, there was no real emphasis on self-reflection. So I I really feel like I relate to the sentiment of this song, or at least that's how it it feels to me. It feels like you've encapsulated that time in my life. Um, And that time that we all sort of go through, right? Where you're just kind of thrown into the world and expect to just like know what you want to do, know who you want to be, know how you mm. want to live your life. Um, is that is that how you meant it to be interpreted, sure. or am I pulling like just no. from my own? Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I mean, the time you're reflecting on personally is exactly um, where I was at. Yeah, what I'm reflecting on. I mean, when I made that song, I was like a year and a half removed from those exact events, but was definitely still reeling overall from the the transition. And it was also a, um, you know, graduating and feeling the weight of like society and parents, et cetera, is its own, is its own weight. And then also yeah. I was just, um, I was going through like a, a breakup so that was like compounded on top of it. And also me sort of choosing to follow this life that I'm yeah. here doing right now was sort of not always what I knew I wanted and came on a bit later in my college experience when I was like a junior. Um, I started feeling like this was something that I really wanted to do. And it's just like, it's just sort of an inconvenient time because you're supposed to be doing an internship during the summer and like getting your shit, getting your things figured out, getting your stuff in order. Yeah. And I've always had an ordered life and grew up in an ordered household. So that didn't necessarily like go over super well at first. Um, with my family, um, they, they support me now like a hundred percent and they always have, but just, just that initial, I mean, I, I get it because if I'm, I'm putting myself in their shoes, you know, me after 20 years be like, Hey, I want to do music. I've never shown you a song. I DJ with my friend, but it's just like, you know, all You're the like, amounts. Of- Wait, what? <laughs> sure, exactly. All the amounts of questions that come with that. So um, if if I could, yeah, I guess that means the song did a, I did a good job then. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> and I'm so it, grateful. I guess it worked. I guess it worked. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's a little. So I lived in North Hollywood for a year. And then I moved to Highland Park with my cousin, Steven, who's also on the song. He produced the song with me and wrote it. And um, it was like the first week or two we moved in. Um, wow. I, it, it, we made like, um, we just set up his studio. We both set up our own studios here. He just set up his studio and we were playing around with like sounds and he played the sound that you hear and that opens the song, like the, oh, the soft that. synth thing. Yes. And it was like a, it was like, it was like 5% different and I changed like, but he, he played this thing like just playing around and I was like, nah, like record that. Like I'm really connected. I really like, can you just record it? And he recorded it. I nudged the thing and he was leaving. He was leaving to go to a friend's house. And I was like, just sit on drums. He's, he's, he he played the drums you hear in the song or him too. Okay. Okay. Like that drum, the drum, real drums you hear throughout the song. And I'm like, just play a take. And he plays a take over it and then leaves. And, Basically, that was like sixty percent of the song, oh. in like in like ten minutes. And from there, I kind of you know did producer things, like you know, uh, fix the drum loop a little, fix the drums a little bit, like, and then 
yeah and then i worked on the song a lot that night and then over the next like week got most of the song done um the chorus and um some of the verse stuff i had to work on the verses a bit by myself for like a month or two because it's weird like i i got well i was making the song the same night i'm talking about and got in the boot got in the vocal booth and just started (laughs) sort of what happens i mean it's different for all musicians but um for me I'll just get in and sort of just let my mind go. And I just do random things and try to have zero like, <laughs> like uh, idea of what's going to come next. Kind of just like, fr- like freestyling upon it. And the very first line you hear, the mama gonna see me when I work right, working all day to the nighttime is in, is in, in that take, in that freestyle. And, I and I ended up like having to, um, <laughs> I ended up having to one write the rest of the song. Um, I got some things in the freestyle, some some lyrics and such. Um, but I had to work on like capturing the sort of the tonality and the mood of what I did in the original freestyle, which was a learning curve for me. And down the road, I was going to get to Taylor where. We, we had a chorus and I figured it would be, it would sound really cool with a girl on it. And yeah. I know Taylor would sound really good on it. And it, the chorus actually sounded a little bit different and she tweaked the melody a little bit and recorded it, I don't know, a few weeks after I made it. And then it, it was like a, it was a bit of a longer process than the first, than, than home, than the first song we talked about. Um, well, but very magic. rewarding. Yeah, it delivers. It's a song that I go back to so often. And it's, you know, again, it's hard for me sometimes to pick whenever we're on the show because there's stuff, you know, I love so many different songs from an artist catalog. Mm. Um, but this one was one I knew. I think from the very first time we spoke, I was like, just know that Terrified of Loving You is going on this list. Um, cool. And then, my second pick, which is another favorite, um, is a remix of Cool Kids that you did with Dude Baby. Um, and I yes. love this song, like just sets a, like a summer backyard party vibe for me from the very <laughs> beginning. Like, sure. I just love it. It sounds fun. Um, mm-hmm. that this is like a term that I'm completely making up right now, but like the lyrics to beats ratio works so well for me on this track. Lyrics um, to beats ratio. <laughs> lyrics to beats ratio. I'm just making that up. Somebody coined that, right? <laughs> the amount of words to the amount of to the amount of beats is that what that means yeah just like the lyric you know like sometimes you get a song that's like you know totally instrumental or it's just music or you know something that has like the conversation snippets or whatever but for whatever reason the vibe of the song like it just worked it felt balanced um and so i wonder like how like especially when you're collaborating with somebody like how do you navigate that how do you know like how are we gonna how are we gonna make this Mm -hmm. work together so that it sounds like one thing not two people's ideas or three people's ideas or whatever uh so i actually did it i did this when i was at home uh at my parents house um like last summer so i wasn't with dude baby um i think they just put out the song and i was just i i did like the first 30 seconds that you hear like the intro hanging with the and then the little drop section and i sent it to them and they were like, wow. They were like, we're, 
like we're away with friends and we just put this on like we just played like oh my friend just remixed the song let me put it on and everyone was like really really liked it so they got really excited about it and it sort of reaffirmed like oh this this is this is really because there's a bit of hesitation sometimes when you work on something for a bit and you're just not quite sure and it was a bit of a reaffirmation there was shared excitement and um then over the next week i kind of just worked on the whole rest of the song and um so we weren't in the room together during that time, but it was sort of when I first started to play around with like how with more house tempo. I think yeah. it's sort of what started that because at first it's slow. It's like a it's like halftime. It's it's slower tempo when the song starts and like the drop thing, um, yeah. drop section, and then yeah, then I remember just taking it to more of a yeah uh up-tempo like house place felt felt right afterward um so good and that that one has a voice memo too i think that was the, yeah. one of the first time that i did that too it, from a completely different completely different yeah completely out of context situation that i put in the context with the <laughs> with the song with the song, with the song. Well, um i love it yeah. and i love everything that you do so thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to me about your creative process it's just so fascinating to me and i Mm. love that you're kind of bringing back that mid-90s electronic music sound like Mm -hmm. i'm not saying you have to stay there but i'm saying i'm really enjoying it while you are there (laughs) um thank you and For our listeners, you can listen to all of Harrison's music and remixes on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, or wherever you stream. And to keep up with all things Harrison, you can find him on Instagram at Harrison Online. That's H-A-R-R-I-S-U-N-O-N-L-I-N-E. And to our listeners, please join me again next week to find your new favorite